We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, Pacer fans? It is your boy Mike Focci, a.k.a. president of the Jermaine O'Neal Fan Club, bringing you some bonus content on behalf of Setting the Pace. Over the weekend, I had the opportunity to attend the Big 3 event in Brooklyn and sit down with a few former Pacers such as Steven Jackson, Big Al Jefferson, Sean Williams, Sam Young, and randomly Coach Reggie Theus. I was able to ask Steven Jackson where he thinks the Pacers will rank this season in the Eastern Conference, what Al Jefferson thought about Miles Turner getting snubbed on the all-defensive team, and much, much more. Think you guys will enjoy these interviews and want to thank you for all the support that you bring to set the pace on a weekly basis. Let's go Pacers. Question for Al Jefferson. Uh, Al, it's Michael Fauci on behalf of Setting the Pace. Miles Turner just put together a fantastic season on the defensive end of things, yet failed to make an all-defensive team. Do you feel the center position is being undervalued in the NBA nowadays? Um, yes, I know. But uh, I think that centers like Miles Turner is as... Um, just to show you how um, far the game have came as far as the big man learning how to shoot the ball, dribble the ball, and do all the things um, the guards could do. When I was coming up, the B was on one end and the guards and the wings on the other end. Now it seems like everybody is learning the same amount of skills. So, but I do think that the old traditional game, as far as my old school game, is not there no more. But, you know, I feel like it'll come back. Uh, as someone who made the jump, directly from high school to the NBA. When that becomes available in the next few years, is that something that you would advise players being ready for, or do you still think the route of going to college or overseas is something that might benefit them more? I mean, I think the guys know if they're ready or not. You know, when I was in that position, I knew I was ready to make that jump. And uh, I think a lot of you guys know if they're ready or they, they think they need to go to college and get that one year or two years. But I, I, think, um, I think it's good that if they bring it back, I, I think that's 
a wonderful thing, but I think the guys mature enough to know if they're ready or it's a good opportunity you have to take it. I'm here with Sean Williams on behalf of Setting the Pace. Sean, you played in big markets and you played in small markets. How evident was it where it got tough to draw free agents in the Indiana market to get that Pacer team over the hump? Uh, I never thought it was tough um, drawing players there because Donnie Walsh, the organization, the people like Donnie Walsh, no-nonsense guy, straight-up and down guy. To me, Donnie always been able to get the players in there. Sometimes they don't have the big names, but, you know, Donnie and Mel, Dan's an organization, end up turning players into big players. And I appreciate that. And one thing right now, the Indiana Pacers have a pretty well-built, deep team. Now, they're, they're not a super team by any means, and we are seeing a lot of teams add second and third stars, but the Pacers have more of a younger, well-balanced team. Do you think that can get the job done? in the NBA nowadays, or do you have to have two or three All-Stars in order to win a championship now? Um, I'm going to say, I ain't going to say two or three. You just have to have a better team in the NBA to win the championship. Um, NBA is analytics now, so you can go back and check the analytics and you can see it's a certain age range to win championships. Uh, younger teams get wins. They don't sustain in the playoffs because the playoffs, the ball slow down. You know, it's straight ice and the Indiana Pacers right now have an average age of 24 and a half. They, that, their, their veteran right now is Victor Oladipo. He's 26 years old. They have a few 26-year-olds. How vital would it be to add a veteran to this locker room, someone who has championship success or has just been in the NBA for, say, 10 years or more? I feel like that's vital, just to have that championship spirit and that pedigree around. That's vital in any organization, especially with a good core of guys and with Victor Olympics Depot. What, well, Dad is older than that. Dad is young, right? Dad moved on to the Bulls. Oh, he's gone. Season. Wow, it's crazy. Um, I feel like you put somebody with Vic, that's a good team. Put one person. It's like one person to be in, you know, top five team in the East. Thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate the time. I'm here with Sam Young, and this is Michael Focci with Setting the Pace. Sam, can you tell us a little bit what it was like coming over to the Indiana Pacers in uh, right around 2013? You know, they were in the midst of the Eastern Conference Finals run. I mean, what was it like playing on a team so competitive that's knocking on the door of an NBA Finals? It was amazing, man. It was like uh, I still talk about, you know, uh, different parts of that game where they could have went either way. Where maybe uh, me or Paul George could have blocked that last shot that LeBron had in Game Three, or like you know, just different, just different stuff like that that uh, that could have changed the changed the series and ultimately put us in the, in the finals. So man, it was it was it was that's like them, them memories would be memories that I'll talk about for the rest of my life. You can't, you can't. You can't put in the words, you know, what kind of what kind of feeling you get when you think about like the, the type of uh, the type of uh, history that's going to be behind. Sure, you know, you, you mentioned that that shot by LeBron at the end. Do you disagree with Vogel's move to not put Roy Hibbert out there at the end of the game? It was kind of a head scratcher because Roy would have been the one to potentially clog the paint. Yeah, I think he, I think he would have, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we was playing so good. It's, it's hard to say. Some some people say Roy should have been in the game and on the ball so they couldn't see uh, that pass. And other people say that he should have been in the paint. It's hard to say, like, uh, and, and, until it plays out and you're like, oh, uh, of course, uh, one guy who meant a lot to that Pacers team, especially in the locker room, 
was David West, arguably the biggest free agent Indiana has ever acquired. Can you tell us what David West was like on a day-to-day basis and what kind of leadership he provided for this team? David West was kind of like the big brother of the team. Like, he was, like, David, he, like, if you go out, like, sometimes we'll have, like, little team events where we'll go out, and David West is kind of just, like, he'll sit and just look around and make sure everybody's okay. He, he's one of those type of guys, you know what I mean? Like, even if somebody might take a take a, take a a drink or something like that, David would be the only one not drinking, just kind of sitting, sitting back and kind of making sure everything's all right. That's awesome. Um, and just uh, last question as we finish it up. The Pacers have they've made a bunch of moves recently, um, one of which acquiring Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb. They're really gearing up for this, uh, this run now, trying to compete with the juggernauts of the NBA. Without having a super team, can the Pacers get this done and get out of the East when guys like Kawhi Leonard just went over to the West? It's going to be difficult. It's going to be very difficult. I mean, I think and it's crazy how uh, Indiana – never really seems to have a super team, but they always kind of figure out how to be in the mix. They always kind of figure out how to get to a, a, a conference, a conference finals or something like that, and compete, and I mean, compete at a high level, and get to the playoffs, and, and, be, and have a good seed. So I, I, I'm not sure it's going to be difficult this year. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good teams right now. There's a lot of good teams right now. Teams are stacked. For sure. And as we wrap up, last question. What would it mean for the Indiana Pacers and the Indiana community to get a championship, their first ever NBA championship? How much would that mean to the city? Oh, man, that would mean a lot, man. I think I think if, if whoever is on that roster when they get that championship, those players will be – because when I even when I go back to Indiana, sometimes I won't even go to the arena, but just walking around the city and being around the city, everybody still knows and remembers and talks about the game and stuff like that. They talk about games and stuff like that. So whoever's on that roster, they'll be remembered and loved in that city for the rest of their life. Thanks a lot, Sam. Good luck for this upcoming season. As you, as you wrap up, and bring a championship to the trilogy. All right, thank you, thank you. I'm here with uh, Coach Reggie Theus. Coach, you've coached on all different levels and had a lot of success in the past nba fans nowadays tend to write off players maybe a bit too early when do you truthfully feel that a player enters their prime well i mean i can only go by i was playing at 34 years old my numbers were as good as they were when i was 25 i think as you get a little older you get a little smarter Um, as long as they take care of themselves you know you don't really lose that much I think that uh, you know when it's when it's all said and done, you know, players probably as strongest in his early 30s to mid 30s. Okay, and as the NBA now makes the move back towards allowing uh, players to make the jump straight from high school to the NBA, is that something that you would advise, or do you think it's a smart move for players to start testing the waters of uh, playing overseas straight out of high school compared to jumping straight into the NBA? Well, you know, I, I fight with myself on this whole whole um, situation because I I love the college game also, and I think that you know I think the league should make the players play for two years in the college. I think it's a great experience. I think the growth for the players are great, but at the same time, I believe players should be able to make money as soon as they as soon as they want to make it or they're able to make it. Um, but it just you know 
these are all just choices that the, that the league has to make. Uh, great, it's a, it's a great option for them to go overseas. You know, and, and, you know, and every, it's not for everybody. You know, a lot of players enjoy college, some players don't. You know. Thanks a lot for the time, Coach. Thank you. It's Michael Fauci with Setting the Pace. I am joined today by Steven Jackson, fresh off of uh, the big three. Steven, how's everything going today? Blessed, man. Uh, can't complain. So right now, the Indiana Pacers, a team that you're very familiar with, we made a couple great offseason moves. Add Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, TJ Warren, but still so hard to compete with the super teams in today. With everybody teaming up, how challenging is it for Indiana to get to the next level and win a championship? Well, uh, it's always a challenge with a, lot, with a lot of the moves they're making, but some kind of way, you know, if Donnie Washington finds some players like me and Ron Artest, you know, guys that really love the game, that really want to compete, and not going to stand, uh, I think they'll be all right. But uh, they just need some guys there with all the depot that's going to fight and that's going to compete. That has that old school appreciation of the game, and a lot of kids don't have that today. You talked about uh, when you were on that team with Ron Artest, as well as guys like Jermaine O'Neal and Reggie Miller. Now, when you came over from Atlanta in the trade, you were viewed as the missing piece to get this team to the next level. How positive were you that you're going to be getting championship number two? Oh, we had it. We had it right there. If it wasn't for the brawl, we was definitely winning. We was 14, I think 14 and 5 at the time. We were beating everybody. The whole league knew it. We knew it. Uh, that year was our year to win the championship, but we fell up short with the, uh, with the uh, brawl situation, and uh, it kind of hindered our championship. And uh, I'm forever apologizing to Reggie Miller for that. But, uh, yeah, man, we, we, we had the team. We just, we just didn't get it done. That was Reggie Miller's last season in Indiana. But can you tell us how much Reggie Miller meant to not only Indianapolis, but also just the Pacers in general. I mean, he is Mr. Pacer. Uh, no, no question. I mean, I was just blessed to be able to be a successor. You know, he uh, he was passing it down to me, uh, that two-guard spot. And uh, just be able to play play with Reggie, to learn from him, to understand how to play the game, to understand how to appreciate the game. I think uh, I think it was just a blessing to me. You know, I got a chance to play with Tim Duncan, but Reggie's right there as, as a Hall of Fame that I was able to play with and said that I was blessed to be able to play with Sure, and as we wrap up, you know, Steve Jackson, you're someone who's very tied to the NBA today also, always covering it, you know, love, love your analysis. Where do you think that the Pacers could stack up this year? Sure, Victor Oladipo is going to be out until maybe December, but with Kawhi Leonard out of the Eastern Conference and the Pacers making some pretty good moves, where do you see them this year? Uh, it's kind of hard to see. It's hard to say right now. Uh, you know, they made, like, it's, it's, it's some moves that they made, but I'm still not confident in what these guys are going to do and all they – are they going to show up every night? You know, um, I know Oladipo is going to do his job, but the rest of the team, what are they going to do? I think they can fall in probably like five or six. It depends on how they play. Uh, if Oladipo has one of them years that I know he can have, they maybe can slide up to three, four. You never know. But I say around five or six. Okay. Hey, Stephen, thanks a lot for the time. And uh, on behalf of setting the pace, thanks a lot for the memories. Anytime, my man. Alrighty, Pacer fans, that does it for another episode of Setting the Pace here on PacersTalk.net. For all the latest Pacers articles and updates, make sure you check out PacersTalk.net. Let's go Pacers. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.